Well, you know, it's, it's a bit complicated. We are exploring our, our engineering requirements with infrastructure. You know, everything that we're building out here, we have to build the infrastructure to it first. There's nothing existing to tap into. So this is a whole other component that you don't get when you're building in a location such as Rapid. You know, usually you're just worried about getting whatever the main line is to your site. Well, we have to develop the main line. That's Kim Pelkowski. She's the Director of Design and Planning for the Community Development here at Thunder Valley CDC. She has a big job ahead of her and she is tag teaming it with Chance Renville. He's the project manager. Their responsibility together is to make sure that the community development goes as planned. So what's involved with developing a community from scratch? Well, we're going to talk about that today here on our Community Development Podcast. So join us, and don't forget to subscribe. Empowering Lakota youth and families. Empowering Lakota youth and families. Empowering Lakota youth and families to improve the health, culture, and environment of our communities. To improve the health, culture, and environment of our communities. To improve the health, culture, and environment of our communities. Through the healing and strengthening. Through the healing and strengthening. Through the healing and strengthening. Of cultural identity. Of cultural identity. Of cultural identity. Of cultural identity. This is our mission statement. Hi, I'm Kimberly. I'm the Director of Design and Planning. Kim just came on recently, too, so uh, Kim, maybe talking about your introduction and how things are going on your end. Sure. So I joined uh, Thunder Valley in early November, and I took over for Kazaya, who is the former Director of Design and Planning. Um, she's kind of stayed on uh, to help guide me through a lot of the work. Uh, it's really been an ongoing collaboration process, transferring over all the work uh, we're probably in touch a couple times a day. Um, there's a lot to do uh, just with all, all the buildings and all the projects on site and making sure that we have all of our documents in order and things like that. So it's been a long process. I feel similar to Chance in that finally, again, a good hang on everything and, um, and moving into some new work, which is exciting. Chance, can you best describe what your job and what your role is? Yeah, so day-to-day working with the subcontractors uh, out on site um, for the construction on the homes. Constantly in touch with them, you know, almost daily. And currently we have eight subcontractors out there on the homes, and that kind of fluctuates with what's going on with the day. Um, You know, we typically have the framers out there working pretty steadily Monday through Friday. Plumbers, electricians, you know, they pop in, you know, a couple times a week just to make sure they're, you know, getting caught up with their rough ends and stuff like that. So it's not all of them on site at once, but, you know, throughout the week they each, you know, make their appearance out there. So really uh, coordinating with them and uh, making sure the construction on the homes goes smoothly, goes well, and, you know, that they're being built to the plans that are that we're building off of. Other portions of my work, handling some of the financial side of things for sure. You know, turning in invoices, going out on site, making sure that work is complete and, um, you know, they're getting paid for what the work that they actually did or that they're turning their invoice in for. So that's kind of a big piece of my job as well is just tracking that and um, making sure we're good on that end as well. 
I also work a little bit with the solar, um, kind of taking a step back from that more recently just because of the, you know, bigger workload with the project manager position, but definitely still have a hand in that and really uh, working on getting some installations um, worked through right now. Hopefully I have a couple of those coming up in April and May, so I uh, still got, got my uh, hands in that as well, I guess, so that's a piece of it too. And Kim, what would you say you do? Sure, I would say my role kind of has two parts. One is kind of like being an interpreter. So with our design teams, we have architects, engineers, uh, landscape designers who are very skilled at what they do, but sometimes don't always communicate in a way that um, communities and um, organizations understand. So knowing... um, how to speak with them to make sure that uh, community ideas and the organization's ideas are coming across, and then also translating the information that they provide back out. So um, a lot of times, you know, the engineers in particular will speak in like very technical terms, and it will be kind of translating that to say, so what does this really mean for me as a homeowner? Um, I need to know, you know, what what those kind of concerns would be from community members, uh, the information they want to know and their wishes and desires and kind of act as a a go-between between the two groups. And then the other part is really making sure that all the designs that we have here for our buildings and for our spaces reflect Lakota values and TVCDC's mission. So making sure that, you know, our design teams really understand what we're trying to achieve and uh, looking for the processes to be streamlined and going as smooth as possible to make sure that uh, we can get there. So just giving me an update of the current situation with the, the apartment and then the community center and then the houses. I know that's a huge question, but I'm curious where they're at now. Sure. So we're we're shooting for currently a spring ribbon cutting for our community center and apartment buildings. Uh, we're really close on the community center, so it's a couple of finishing items and uh, for the apartments, waiting on appliances, and it's a little bit farther behind than the community center. But really looking forward to that that spring ribbon ribbon cutting, and. Um, then for the houses, you know, we're incredibly close in completing the first seven. Uh, the next 14 are coming along and hope to have them online within the next year or so. So the the first seven are not totally incomplete, but there are um, there's residents right now for three of them, right? Correct. Yeah, so we do have homeowners in three of the homes, and we have a fourth who's waiting to move in and to close on her loan. And then we have another three that are doing the finishing touches, final clean, touch-up paint, things like that. All right. So uh, on your end, Chance, how far along are we? As far as the first seven go, I'd say 90%. Um, we're like just about to cross the finish line here, which is super helpful. And I know that's been a really long process, not only for myself, but uh, Greg as well. I know his goal is to have those homes done prior to him leaving. And um, yeah, they just kind of seem to hang on a little bit there. So I'll be really happy to have those done, I'd say within the next month here. Um, We should be wrapped up and out of those and fully well along within the next 14 homes. kind of in all different stages over there. We got some homes that are ready for some sheetrock. Uh, the siding's been installed. We have roofs on. So, 
you know, they're kind of all over the map uh, with the next 14. Um, we got framing going on on a couple lots left, uh, windows being installed. So, I mean, the full spectrum, I'd say right now, uh, still doing some electrical and plumbing rough ends and that type of thing. And I would say it's definitely our goal to get people into homes and into housing, but not at the expense of skipping steps and delivering things of low quality. So we know people have been waiting a really long time to move into these units and into these homes, but we are really looking out for that to make sure that they're safe, that they're healthy and things like that. So we appreciate the patience that people have been having with kind of our long timeline, but really just have an eye for, for quality. What have been your biggest challenges so far? I'd, I'd say maybe uh, location. I mean, we get a lot of our, our contractors coming in from out of town and that type of thing. Um, weather's been playing a, a big role more recently with snow, cold. Does it really make sense for a contractor to drive down, let's say, an hour into Thunder Valley here, get here, it starts snowing, and then they leave in a couple hours. So I think, you know, just the location and, and that type of thing uh, presents a challenge not only for contractors, but even getting materials on site, that's that's always, you know, presents a challenge um, for us out on site. I think uh, one of the things I want to know, too, is where we're at as far as developing the community, meaning how far along are we pertaining to, like, this is supposed to be a home for everybody and how far along are we on that is what i'm trying to say sure well we had a strategic planning session last week where we looked at kind of where we're at with our building and projects and looking at this kind of whole community design and you know while we're focused on the buildings, we have a community engagement team um, who's working hard to get different events online. Um, we're looking at you know how we can tailor spaces to be useful to different age groups, to different activities, um, not just in the buildings themselves, but outdoor spaces. So working on developing that. I think it's a lot of... Um, looking at kind of what our other initiatives are doing as far as collaborating with food sovereignty to make sure that like plantings are uh, sustainable, uh, drought resistant, appropriate for our climate, um, looking at, you know, community gardens and integrating those systems into the place. Um, not all of that is falling under our initiative directly, but we definitely work with everyone to make sure that all of those community kind of activities and events and kind of that holistic design comes into everything that we do with the actual infrastructure, putting in roads, putting in lights, things like that. I guess that's what I was trying to understand because at some point your jobs will cease to exist. Essentially, you know? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, <laughs> um, we have a really ambitious plan. 34 acres is a lot. There's a lot of square footage to go on. I don't see that work uh, ending anytime soon. But, you know, there's also a lot of other opportunities to look at smaller projects and um, doing work elsewhere. I know one of the things that we discussed the other day was, for example, with the solar and the Keeley radio install um, and getting getting different kind of projects, not just on our 34-acre plot of land, but, you know, elsewhere, um, starting to explore what that might look like. 
Yeah, I think that's what I was. I was. I know that you're not going to be without a position here, like in a year. I mean, we're looking like, I mean, down the road, you are going to want the community to start taking care of itself, and essentially, I just kind of wanted to know what that looked like. Is what I was trying to say. Um, what about the when when the community center's done? Um, what sort of services will it provide, maybe to the Thunder Valley community? itself and then a reservation wide so that space will be available for uh birthday parties um graduation receptions um you know things of that nature you know if somebody just wants to get together and you know they got a presentation that they got to do or maybe it's a class you know that that space is available for that those types of uh events um and you know it's not only for like the Thunder Valley community, but you know anybody could um, use that space for those for those things. You know, it's got a, a kitchen in there, so you're able to cook, and you know you're able to feed. You know, in that space. So I mean, it, it's it's got everything that you would need to host a, a big event in there, and that's really the intent behind that space is to provide that option because I know that's that's not um, widely available right now. I know a lot of times we have to use like school gyms or something like that, but like this space is kind of dedicated for this. So I think it's really, really great space, um, you know, for that. So the, once the apartment complex is completed, when will you start moving people in? Yeah. So that's, that's a tricky one of balancing timelines because, um, we do have a mixed income, uh, units. So we have six that are available at affordable rates and six that are market rates, so our 12 units. And what we're trying to track right now is kind of play this game uh, with when the buildings will finish, how long applications will be valid for, with how much notice people have to give their their current landlords or even family members um, to, to organize how to plan. So um, we're hoping that that's a, a short transition time, but without having a real hard end date right now, it's difficult to say exactly what that will be. Okay. What about, um, can you explain what sort of apartments we have? Sure. So we have a mixture of one, two, and three bedroom. They all have in-unit washer dryer, uh, full bathroom with tub, and a kitchen with a peninsula, large living dining space. Um, all the temperatures are controlled in the unit and uh, all utilities are included in the rental price. And then um, the, apart- the, the, the houses, what maybe you can just, I know we've talked about it plenty of times, but like maybe you can just reiterate what the houses are and what's inside the houses. You know, we have 21 homes. Um, They're kind of in groups of seven, and each group of seven consists of six three-bedroom homes and one four-bedroom home that's available, and uh, two bathrooms, upstairs, downstairs, uh, designed with uh, energy efficiency and thermal comfort in mind, Um, really looking at healthy, sustainable homes, solar on top to help reduce electric costs maybe chance is that anything you want to add yeah so i think uh kind of touching on that sustainability and being more uh eco-friendly um just you know we had that in mind when the houses were designed so 
like we have very efficient uh, heating and cooling units within the homes that are run off electric and the idea was to have the solar up on top kind of supplementing that and you know keeping the cost down for homeowners um, so I think that was and then also the passive solar too that it that was incorporated into the homes uh, so on the south side we got the big um, sliding glass doors and the idea behind that is to you know keep that open um, during the winter time when the sun is low and it you know shines into the house onto the concrete floor um, heating that up and then you know at nighttime that heat will rise out of the floor and help with that heating uh, portion of it as well so I think really being mindful of that and being you know using sustainable construction and that type of thing um, was pretty important with the design of the homes. Yeah and we also included uh, energy efficient appliances so that really you know the well, not only are the appliances new, but in the long run, they're not going to cost you more to operate. So that really with this idea of not just energy consumption reduction, so reducing um, how much our energy use costs in the home, but also looking at decreasing dependency on fossil fuels and really cutting some of that out of just everyday life. So besides the community house, the apartments, and uh, houses, what else are we looking forward to? Sure, so the next things that we're exploring, getting designs on the drawing board, and we are exploring a retail space, a retail strip uh, comprised of a couple of different buildings that we want to house um, different enterprises. So whether it's a shoe store or a sandwich shop or a coffee house, um, and then offices above. So, you know, if you have a small accounting practice or uh, insurance or I don't know, what, whatever kind of business that you want to run out of up, the upstairs of those buildings, you can. Um, and kind of, again, working with the social enterprise team to kind of identify who some of those potential people might be who want to, to rent spaces. And then apart from that, we also are looking at the development of a school. So we're looking forward to the retail strip. Is that uh, coming up anytime soon here? Yeah, so I, I would just say like with, with timelines and the way that we're, we're planning the rollout, we've identified priority areas and there are places that make sense to, de to develop next just based on proximity of infrastructure and things like that. Um, but you know, a lot of the funding for this project is from grants and donations and kind of how that comes in kind of plays also into what project we're able to tackle next. Um, so one thing, for example, was the school was going to be developed at a later phase, but an opportunity came up. And so now we're looking at that more closely. So kind of shift our priorities and our, and our focus um, in a couple of different ways. It's not always uh, funding driven, but, you know, there's a lot of different factors that come into it and schedules and timelines. So it can be tricky to, to pin down uh, exact timelines, but, you know, we definitely have a plan and things that we're looking at. Ticaga is a native-owned construction company. Jeffrey Ketches and Alan Jealous are owners of this company. All right, now our first contract, we got, uh, we got 13 houses to put up the shell, pretty much to dry in the houses. Um, yeah, we got the the windows and the doors, the decks, 
we're currently wrapping up on our last house now it's the last four bedroom so <clears throat> there's 21 houses in each circle there's uh three four bedrooms and the rest are three three bedrooms yeah but um yeah we're hoping to <clears throat> wrap up on the houses and um help out in doing the finish work along with the flooring and setting the cabinets and doing a trim and you know Tikaga wants to our heart and soul is into this project and we want to do whatever we can to make this dream become a reality on putting up these houses for our people how many um how many staff do you guys have now well currently including myself we got eight so far but um we're hoping to grow here within the next within the year of 2019 we hope to you know get some more people on and create some more job opportunities for the locals here for the native people and um <clears throat> we're hoping to partner up with some of the native programs and organizations that are around here to you know do what thunder valley's what thunder valley's doing here is pretty it's possible to do it everywhere you know in different districts and you know, there's a lot of houses that are just sitting there that are waiting to get remodeled and families to get moved in there my name is Jeffrey Ketches. I'm an owner of Chicago Construction. The origin is basically a few workers that got brought together by Thunder Valley. We got put here in this position to build homes, better equivalent homes for the people, owned only by Native Americans. And we're trying to bring back all the construction back to the Native American people and try to weed out the bigger companies from the smaller ones right now. With the growing communities, it's hard to find the work, but it's out there. Why is it important for our own people to build their own homes? It's when you build your own home, you're thinking about the structure of it and you want to be perfect with everything. You're not really looking at um, hurrying up and getting along with the next home. You're looking at your own and you want it to be built the way you want it and you know you want it to be energy efficient. So how do you th how do you feel things are going now? With Chicago Construction, um, we had a big boom takeoff with the 13 homes. We had an eight-man crew since we started. We just now lost one, but we gained a new one instantly, and our construction's going good, and we're out there looking for new jobs, but Thunder Valley's pretty much providing us with jobs here as long as we're willing to take the contracts. You guys are moving really fast. Is that because? Can you explain that? I know. I'm. I'm not saying that you guys are are moving moving so quick that that you're you're skipping steps. But what I mean is that you guys are all working so well together, and you're knocking these houses out. And explain that. Well, we like to build, and we have two different crews, and. We like to build in different ways, so one crew starts the house, and the second crew basically finishes it. So it, everything was sequenced out in these houses, we went from concrete to the first crew to our crew, and then we moved on from there. And then as we got used to the homes building, we basically knew the pattern of every house. So it seemed like we were moving along faster than it would have been on the first one. If you get a chance, come out to the Thunder Valley Community Development Corporation. Visit our community. 
visit with the workers, the homeowners, the construction workers, and all the people that have come together to make this community work. You won't be disappointed, and you might be able to take some of these ideas back to your own community. Thank you very much for joining us. This is the Thunder Valley CDC Podcast. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe. Follow us. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our website is www.thundervalley.org. Next time on the Thunder Valley Podcast, we'll be talking with our executive director, Tatewe Means. It's hard to pinpoint one most exciting thing uh, since I've taken the position as executive director here at Thunder Valley CDC. But what I can say is it's really empowering to be a part of an organization where I'm excited about the work. I've worked in other places where I've always been excited and engaged with my coworkers or colleagues. Um, And then maybe there are aspects of the work that I liked, but it was really difficult topic sometimes. And so this is like the perfect combination of really liking the people that I'm working with here at Thunder Valley and also loving the work that we're doing because it's so forward-thinking, solution-oriented, and visionary, and really grounded in what future do we want to leave for our children. And that's really inspiring and powerful to be a part of because uh, it's unlike any other position that I've been in. She's given us her six-month overview All my relatives, until next time on the Thunder Valley CDC Podcast.